Welcome to the 4Ms with Molly, a podcast for the busy and working mom. I'm your host, Molly Lupo, nurse practitioner, lifestyle medicine and nutrition coach, and busy mom. The 4Ms is all about macros, mindset, meditation, and movement. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, how is everything going? Are you all hanging in there? Feels like we're sort of trying to get out the out of this COVID sort of um, world with all the vaccines coming up. But anyways, um, I wanted to do a little podcast episode today about sort of emotional eating. I get so many questions around it. And to be quite truthful, um, if sort of me giving you your macros or if me giving you a meal plan if that was the only thing that mattered, um, then you wouldn't be asking me about <laughs> emotional eating. Um, and it's because we're talking about two different things, you know, um, but they are integrated. And so finding ways to sort of be around food um, in a sustainable way is always important to me. Um, and so I want to talk today about how you can sort of break out of that habit loop of um of feeling like that uncontrollable feeling around food um or having emotional eating or sabotaging yourself um all of those things so no matter how this question is sort of phrased i see it come in all the time where people are wondering how can i stop emotional eating um and so i think first and foremost we have to pay attention to what is emotional eating so um, Renfrew, which is a eating disorder center, um, they always say an eating disorder is an emotional disorder or even disordered eating. You don't have to have a full-blown eating disorder to sort of have some of these signs and symptoms. Um, and so if it is an emotional disorder, then we have to think about it like that. Um, and I think one of the most common things for people to do is when things start to sort of get uncomfortable that food has is like an easy band-aid for it you know food is something that most people have sort of available and it and especially if it's something that you've struggled with for a long time then it's going to take some time to sort of break out of this habit but um i think what's sort of important to know is sort of the 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 wavelength of what a emotion looks like. So an emotion comes, it peaks like a wave, if you want to imagine it like that. And then it sort of dissipates. Um, and if you think about your emotions on a scale from zero to 10, and say around five or six, things get uncomfortable, whatever that means um, for you, and say that's when you go to food, um, then when that happens, you never know what seven, eight, nine, and 10 feel like on that feeling spectrum um, because you've just been numbing it with food. And the food doesn't actually solve the problem. The food is just a sort of band-aid for this quick fix, this quick hit. And then the cycle repeats itself. And the cycle repeats itself because once you give sort of your body that um, emotional eating or binge eating whatever you want to call it, um, peace, then your brain releases those neurotransmitters that make you feel good. And so it is this vicious cycle of um, emotion hits, emotion is uncomfortable, um, you go eat whatever it is, 
and then the neurotransmitters get released and then your brain and your body remember that, oh yeah, this was something that fixed it last time. And so now they're going to go back um, to keep doing the same habit unless you make a new habit around it. So there's a lot of people out there that talk about um, sort of developing this new habit. Um, Judd Brewer is phenomenal. He's a PhD MD who I've listened to talk about this a lot. Um, and it could be like anything that you struggle with um, as far as, you know, addiction or what that feels like to you. But um, sort of having this mindfulness tool is in your pocket and it's in your pocket at all times. And so it doesn't really matter what you call it. It's sort of a dialing in and keeping sort of this journal of how you feel. Um, and so Renfrew calls it ARC, um, Judson Brewer, uh, I can't remember what he calls it, but his model is very similar in that there's a trigger, there's a response, and there's a behavior. Um, and so what you can do starting today is when these sort of triggers hit, where you feel like emotionally eating, where you feel like eating all the sugar, what is going on? So the first is the trigger, and this is what you can journal about or just keep notes about. You can sort of keep a record of like, what, what, what are my patterns around this? Because once you notice the patterns, you can unlock and you can change the pattern. So keeping sort of a notebook around, you could even put it on your notes app on your phone, but noticing the trigger, like what is happening before you reach for whatever it is that you're struggling with to say, just have a serving size of. So what is that trigger? What is that antecedent looking like? Um, what happened before everything that proceeds or comes before is sort of this emotional experience, or it could be a situational, um, trigger that happened before, um, that set this emotion sort of <laughs> rolling. Um, and so if you can identify that, that is huge. And then sort of looking at your response, um, what is it that you're thinking? What is it that you want to do about it? Like, what does that look like? Um, what is your response? Like, so sure, it could be the food, but if you keep digging down deeper, like, what is it about the food that makes you feel good? And you can just keep asking yourself that question, you know, four or five times to get to sort of the root. Um, and then, of course, the last piece of it is sort of this consequences or um, outcomes. So what happens if you do this and sort of understanding that this is not going to get you closer to your goals and it's not actually going to help you um, confront that difficult emotion um, is one of the biggest things here. So you want to sort of journal, keep this sort of um, like check in with yourself to see like, so what is, what is my trigger? What is my response? And then what are the consequences, both good and bad, if I do this? And sort of understanding and seeing the consequences that come with it that may impact you more negative is going to stop you from thinking, oh yeah. So this is how you use mindfulness um, with food. But I think food is so complicated um, because we live in a day in an industry where we can stop at any sort of fast food on the corner. We can get most any like quick refined carbohydrate that we want. Um, and so 
if these are all the foods that we are sort of using or loading up on, like we also know that the food industry like makes our brains crave more and more of these things. And so this is why I'm a huge proponent of sort of more mindfulness techniques with eating these things, because it just doesn't feel like we can intuitively eat a Snickers bar or a Reese's peanut butter cup or cake. Um, And sort of so really paying attention to this sort of law of diminishing returns, like is one bite? Am I good? Do I need two bites? Like how many bites do I actually need to sort of um, taste it, really draw in all the different senses, and then letting it go. People who have never struggled with food (laughs) um, don't understand this at all. But as someone who has struggled with food and um, definitely someone who has leaned into sort of (laughs) like sweets as something that was more comforting. Um, This is a real thing. And to sort of bring this mindfulness practice into it is going to help you a million times more than any sort of macro ratio that I can give you. Um, But again, I think they go hand in hand. If you are not eating enough during the day, and then you find that you're snacking a ton at night, I need you to eat more (laughs) during the day, you know, really focusing on sort of getting these balanced meals, but then also adding in things that are satisfying to you and that actually taste good to you um, is so important. But the more you do this sort of exercise of the trigger, the response and the outcomes, the easier it will get, I promise. So if you, I think they say it's like five to 20 times, those first five to 20 times are going to be the hardest because you have not experienced that emotional um, discomfort. You've not experienced it in its fullness to know that it can happen. You can go from a zero to a 10 and you can survive that. And so the more you practice this, the more you sort of take this pause, bust your journal out, bust your notes app out you know, get some support in your corner for when this feels like um, so uncomfortable, but to know that you can survive it and to know that you are safe and to know that you, um, to know that, 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 that you can eat, you know, I'm going to say a Cadbury cream egg because we just bought those the other day, but like to know you can eat one Cadbury cream egg and put it down. Like you don't have to eat the whole package. There will be more. And sort of this also goes in with the abundance and scarcity mindset. So, um, these are just things that were super helpful for me, um, sort of in my recovery. And when I say recovery, I mean, like every day, it's a recommitment to ourselves. It's a recommitment to sort of feeding my body these mostly whole foods, nutrient dense sort of things, um, with a couple sprinkles of the things that I also find satisfying. So I hope this was helpful, and I hope you put it into action. And if you do, and if you need a little support person, feel free to send me a message either uh, email or Instagram. And I just want to plug one more thing here: is like. Finding a good mental health provider will help you work through this tenfold. I have some mindfulness tools. I sort of understand the practice, but I am not a therapist. Um, And I really think engaging someone who understands you, who you connect with, um, can be so, so helpful in working through um, sort of, even if you don't have a full-blown eating disorder, disordered eating. So 
Let me know if this is helpful. I hope you use this tool, put it into practice. It really does work. It takes time. It takes patience. It also takes messing up and just coming back to yourself. All right. Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening to the four M's with Molly. If you want to get in touch with me or have a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM on Instagram at unsinkable Molly N P. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with someone you love and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Disclaimer, any health-related information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional legal or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider for any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or before embarking on any lifestyle, nutrition, or wellness program.